So instead of them trying to scam you out of your social security number, instead of them trying to scam you out of your birth certificate or your mother's maiden name or your security questions, now they'll be trying to get your face. So (laughs) you're listening to the Snob OS podcast, the podcast for Apple snobs. Yo, this is Terrence Gaines, a.k.a. Brother Tech. And this is Nika Monford, a.k.a. Tech Savvy Diva. And welcome back to another episode of the Snob OS Show, the show for Apple snobs, where we talk all things to Apple and then some. We definitely want to thank you back. This is episode 130. Uh, we took a little break last week, had a lot of stuff going on. As you can tell, Nika is a little bit different color there. She's been (laughs) doing some island hopping. So, you know, on top of that, you know, on top of Juneteenth, on top of Father's Day, on top of all the other stuff was going on, we kind of took a break for last week, Uh, but we are back. So we definitely want to thank you for joining us. Uh, And without further ado, let's get right into the show. So like I mentioned, uh, we were off last week, but didn't too much happen in the Apple news. So we'll get into some of the stuff that we put in the notes for the week prior. We're going to continue those over because there's some interesting things, nothing special, but you know, some things we definitely I'm going to let you know about uh, first and foremost, first and foremost, uh, this is one thing that <laughs> was bugging me, uh, but I'm glad there it looks like they're going to address it in iOS 15 uh, printing capabilities uh, with iOS. I was always back to iOS 13 and AirPrint. And a lot of compatible printers, they made it easier for you to print directly from your phone, directly from your tablet onto a printer that had airport air print capabilities, but a super limited. You know, when you print a traditional when you go to print something traditionally, it gives you the option to change the land to, to orientation. It gives you the option to change the printer. It gives the option to select specific pages. You know, and some of that is evident in iOS when you go to print. But as far as photos are concerned, you really don't get any options as far as actually printing photos from your phone, from your tablet. So it looks like iOS 15 is going to address some of those issues. And I just thought I'd give you some of the uh, features. So I'm reading a story from iMore. It says the iPhone print panel has been the same for as long as I can remember. But iOS 15 is changing everything up and putting options and multi-page print previews front and center just waiting for it to be tapped is pretty uh, dynamic change but it's easy to see why apple didn't make a big deal about it wwdc so basically what they're talking about is in addition to being able to select which printer um in addition to being able to select page range in addition to being able to select whether it be black or white you know with ios 15 they're going to start to give you previews on the left side because that's something that they didn't have as far as a print preview and of course a print preview is important when you're actually printing photos to make sure it's not anything being cut off it's not zoomed in it's not bled out or anything like that so um what i want to read here says anyone printing from an ios 15 iphone will now immediately get the option to change various settings including orientation media and quality and more a multi-page preview is visible and users can tap individual pages to mark them for printing might not sound like much but it's a big improvement over what's in what's um what's being offered today so that was just something i definitely wanted to see of course as time goes on we'll see more and more things being talked about because ios 15 is still a beta 
I really don't like to get into all the details uh, in a beta because something de- something could definitely change between now and when things launched in September. But this one, because I use it a lot, <laughs> being a little bit selfish and biased, definitely will let people know that better printing options will be coming in iOS 15. Nice. I really don't um, use the printing, but I do think, especially kind of looking at the screenshot that is is in the article, you're getting the preview now. So mm-hmm. I think that's really, it, it's giving it more of the actual feel of printing from like your desktop or right, your right. laptop. In addition, it gives you the media and quality, right? So when mm-hmm. I, I do a certain, a fair amount of printing directly to photo paper, mm-hmm. um, but again, with the ability not having that there, you're kind of assuming that the printer will recognize that I have photo paper in the little tray and it will print out accordingly. That's not foolproof. So being able to go into these print options in iOS 15 and select uh four by six, you know, photo glossy or matte, matte photo paper. That's definitely a, a benefit. A lot of people will, you know, appreciate, you know, present company included when you go to print something from iOS 15. So I just want to let people know that uh, that's one of the features again, uh, iOS 15 probably won't be announced or launched until September when they announce the new iPhone 13, quote unquote. And hopefully the new uh, bigger MacBook Pro. We'll that later. <laughs> right. We'll talk about that a little bit later as well. Um, one of the things also that uh, Apple announced uh, last, or last week or in the last two weeks was the fact that... Um, I, uh, Apple launches podcast subscriptions. So now you can actually go in and, uh, if you are a creator or if you are a follower of a podcast on Apple podcasts, uh, you can actually go in and subscribe and purchase a, I guess it'll be a premium version. So, you know, as you know, you can listen to any podcast for free. Uh, but if that particular content creator, that particular podcast wants to give you additional features like a extra show, or give you inside behind the scenes of making a show or whatever the Similar case is. to our snob, our yes. snobbish show. Exactly. Which is for our Patreons. And if you want to get in on that, you have to become a Patreon. Right. So <laughs> in addition to supporting shows like the Snob Boys podcast, uh, we'll give you the details about joining our uh, uh, Patreon. You can act, we can, if we wanted to as a show ourselves, we could actually go into Apple Podcasts and set up premium content there. Uh, of course, you know, listeners subscribe to more channels. The Listen Now tab expands new roles, provides easy access to all subscription content. So basically, you know, to give you a be- easier way to access that content once you subscribe to it. Um, I haven't seen anything. Of course, Apple gets 30% commission um, ah. off the top. And that's not unlikely of Apple because they do it for iPhone apps, iPad apps, a couple other things. Uh, I, I guess what I was getting to was, um, I didn't see if they limit what creators could offer as far as premium content. Will it be, will it be capped off at a certain amount? So could I, so could we offer a hundred dollar preview subscription to where they get to follow us around all week long? Or does it cap it off at a certain amount? Um, what types of content can you offer? Is it just, um, uh, just additional shows, you know, things of that nature. So I didn't get into that, um, 
they does say Apple podcast subscriptions also include the ability for podcast creators and users to create channels, but that's just a collection of different shows. So they really don't say um, maybe an ad free version of the show again. Yeah, that's what it says that you receive. Uh, it says now listeners can decide, decide to subscribe to a monthly subscription oh, okay. for their favorite show. And by doing so receive an ad free listening experience with bonus content. Gotcha. So it's ad free bonus content. So again, what I, I guess I was getting to, we ain't big time like that to where we have we advertisers have yet. Um, and then not only do we don't have advertisers, but I'm pretty sure, um, the higher you get into the rankings of Apple, I think maybe Apple may even overlay ad ads over your podcast. So if I if we offered a subscription to our show and we were big time like that, not only would you get ad free versions of advertisers that reach out to our show directly, you would also you wouldn't hear the advertisers that Apple themselves overlay over podcasts. So I guess, you know, you add those up, especially if you're listening to a super popular show, you could get you know, three to five, 10 minutes worth of advertising versus you paying for the subscription, you get, you don't have to listen to any of that. So I, I could definitely see that being a benefit for those big time podcasts. Mm-hmm. But until then, you can definitely support the Snob OS show by going to patreon.com forward slash Snob OS. And, uh, we'll, we'll, we won't treat you like Apple will. So, right. <laughs> uh, just want to let people, um, aware of that. Uh, like I said, the last thing that we kind of talked, we mentioned, um, in the show is when will these new larger M1 or M2 or whatever they call the newer generation X, whatever they're M1 calling X. Uh, we were all waiting for it for a WWDC. They didn't mention anything as far as hardware was concerned at WWDC. So, uh, people are still looking. <laughs> so, I know, me. right, right, right. So, um, this, um, link that I put up, uh, they kind of tried to go back in time and show you all the different times uh, of the month or throughout the year that Mac did release Mac models. So it looks like from what I can gather, from this um, chart that we're putting, we, I found it in ZDNet. Basically, they don't tell you when the newer Macs are going to be released. These 2016, I mean, not 2016, 16-inch 16 M1X Macs. But if you look at this chart, the way they lay it out, um, uh, based on historical patterns and a comprehensive analysis conducted by Steve, whoever Steve is, <laughs> our Centia uh, Global Supercomputer hidden deep within ZD's top secret underground layer. It's unlikely we'll get anything before November. So it sounds like um, in September, they'll announce the iPhone 13, uh, Apple Watch, or did this be seven? I think um, maybe, yes. um, maybe a new iPad. And then after that, after we sit through and order them and pre-order, get all the deliveries, they get that situated. Then maybe they'll do another event in November, probably just in time for Black Friday, that whole Cyber Monday shopping period. Then they'll announce this 16-inch newer version, newer generation M1 Mac. So I don't know. Yeah, because looking at this chart, it looks like historically... It's been October. 
right. you know, when they do the releases. But as of recent, mm-hmm. it looks mostly, you well, know, like November. Right. So the chart we're, uh, we're looking at, quarter. yeah, the chart we're looking at, it shows a steady pattern in October. And then after 2017, it gets kind of scattered again. Mm-hmm. So, um, so but from that, I guess they were able to deduct from, you know, 2018, 19 on back. It looks like they were doing them in November. So it looks like you'll have to wait a little bit longer, uh, which Thank maybe you be, to save your money. yeah, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> Silver lining gives you a little bit more time to save up your money. Um, by that time, I'll probably be, be ready to get one because like I mentioned in the pre-show, if you can hear, uh, my fan is humming. <laughs> so <laughs> I may need a, uh, newer generation, uh, Mac to run this podcast without it trying to take off because the M1 Max more power, but less, pa- more power efficient. So, uh, be able to, you know, run a podcast kind of quietly. So, and that'll give yeah, me some, I go was ahead. Able to, I was able to convince, uh, one of my friends, she's a Android user, but her sons have switched over to, um, Apple. So she got them, um, one got the M1 Air for, I think a birthday or Christmas and then the other son got the M1 Air for his, technically it was for his birthday, but she bought it, you know, when he graduated okay. you know, from college. And they are like, these are amazing. Right, right. So, yeah, I may be fed up with my Mac by then. I've had it since 2016 and I've taken good care of it. But now, like I said, we've recently started to add video, add live streaming. And I think that's where my Mac's like, all right, bro. Doing too much. <laughs> and Skype and all this other stuff. It's like, yeah, you're doing too. And YouTube and, you know, it's like, all right, you're doing too much. I, I this all, all I Give can take. Give me a break. Yeah, yeah, the best yeah. I can. So this may be a hand me down to the wife and then pass it on, you know, on down to the kids. I may just have to come up with a business case to the CFO of the family as to why I need a newer Mac. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. All right. So that is it for the lowdown. We'll move right into second string where we talk all things tech in general. Uh, so I know you've been busy these past couple of days, just getting back from vacation. Were you able to check out what was available on Amazon Prime Day uh, for those who don't? I- was not. I had a couple people ask me, so hey, what do I need to buy? And I'm like, I have no clue. Right. I haven't. <laughs> you know, I brought my iPad with me because I was going to read mm-hmm. um, on the trip. The iPad pretty much stayed in the bag the whole time. Right. Right. And of course, no laptop. So it was just pretty much my phone. And I was like, I'm going to be very present in this trip. It's been a long time since I've been able to go somewhere fun like this. So I was like, I'm going to focus in the moment. So gotcha. short answer, I have no, I have no idea what happened with, with Amazon Prime. Well, so for those who don't know, uh, Amazon Prime Day was the 21st and the 22nd. So it was actually kind of two days. Same thing. They kind of offer like lightning deals to where only for a short amount of time uh, you can get on this super deal. But overall, they kind of offer discounts throughout everything that Amazon offers, um, you know, mostly TVs. A lot of electronics, of course, Apple stuff, they really didn't touch that much. Um, but I was able to actually, our family is big, <laughs> big on air fryers. So we've had our air fryer for a year, maybe, maybe a little bit over a year. And it was mm-hmm. showing its age. I mean, to mm-hmm. the point to where 
you know, you first turn it on. I mean, that thing was loud. You had to preheat the the air fryer because we use it so much. So I actually found a discount on a upgraded air fryer with the looks. It looks like a um, rotisserie. Uh, no, yes, like a big toaster oven. But mm. you can also air fry. So you can air fry. You can uh, you can um, roast. You can uh, bake and broil. So it's almost like a, a small oven. You know, and it kind of comes in handy because my girls are at the age where they're going to start doing a lot of cooking. So, you know, stuff like I'm, you know, not gourmet meals, but, you know, chicken nuggets, French fries, you know, they could put frozen pizza in there now because it's big enough. You know, they can even, you know, start to do like breakfast. So like you put bacon in there, you know, so they're at home in the summertime. So they're kind of in control of their own diet. So if they want to make, you know, um, a toasted sandwich. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, they, yeah, exactly. They can toast waffles, you know, they can kind of do that. And we feel comfortable because it's not the oven. Right. right. So it's just like a, it's a toaster oven. It's a, it, it is a toaster convection air fryer combo, but it's less intimidating than that big oven sitting yeah. right there. So, you know, that'll encourage my, especially my middle, my middle child, she's a little scary. She's not about that life. Yeah, she's a little scary, a little worry wart. So when, anytime we tell her to even preheat the oven, she kind of gets antsy, right? So maybe mm-hmm. this uh, larger air fryer, because she can use an air fryer. So this will, mm-hmm. her using this, this newer version uh, more. So maybe get her a little excited about, or comfortable rather, mm-hmm. about cooking more. So they get her to get some more independence. So that's what I picked up in uh, Amazon Prime Day. Some of the things that I saw that was interesting probably could have helped on your trip. Um, One of my favorite um, charging accessory makers, Anchor, uh, they sell a lot of products on Amazon. So they had this um, looks like a power brick for Mm -hmm. a MacBook, but it has USB-C, has two USB-C ports and then a USB-A port to where you can charge a a uh, USB-C MacBook, a uh, mm. USB-C um, iPad Pro, and like Apple Watch, and like an iPhone. So instead of having all those different bricks that you take with you on, you know, traveling, you can have this one brick. Um, I call it a brick, but it's like a power adapter, about that mm-hmm. big. And it has like the three or four ports to where you can plug everything into it. So, you know, for instance, uh, like I mentioned in the pre-show, we're going to go to the beach, you know, in July and um, it's going to be a couple of days and I'm into the stock market. Right. So I definitely want to, you know, in the morning kind of keep an eye on, you know, the, you know, some of my stocks What's going on. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'll probably carry my iPad and kind of watch that in the morning. So in addition to my iPhone, in addition to my Apple watch, in addition to my headphones that I'm going to probably take to the beach, um, you know, I also have my iPad. So I definitely um, uh, that was something to be interesting. And like I said, it had a big deal on a big sale on it to where mm-hmm. I think it's normally like 90 bucks. They had it down to like 50 or 60. So, you know, because nice. um, I know the one that I have, it's just for, you know, USB B. It's just a regular USB. Port. Right. USB, right. And it was, you know, I could, I had a cord that would work for my Apple Watch and I have like a a lightning cable that will still plug into my iPhone, but 
I like I've gotten so used to the rapid charging of the USB-C port. Mm-hmm. It's kind of hard to go back, but I was like, man, this it helped, you know, when we're out for my phone, but for anything else, it wasn't, you know, very helpful without the USB-C. Right, right. So this this anchor um I have to look and see what the actual name of it, but if you look like if you go on Amazon and search anchor USB-C adapter, they'll show you like all the different ones. They've got the one just the singular with the rapid charging, but then they've got the multiple ones to where you can like take this one brick and whatever cable needs to go where you bring the cable, but it all plugs into one outlet. So that was on sale uh, for Amazon Prime Day. And like I said, a couple other things. I helped a uh, client find a um, a curved monitor. She took advantage of that uh, Amazon Prime Day deal. So stuff like that, you know, mm-hmm. it wasn't it wasn't there wasn't a runaway deal that all the websites was talking about, mm-hmm. you know, probably get the deep, the deepest discount she could probably get was on Amazon products. So, you know, any sort of their echoes, you know, their smart home, smart speakers, mm-hmm. any of their, um, video, um, video equipment. Cause they've got a couple of video tablets to where, you know, you can communicate with your friends and family over video, you know, their ta- they still make tablets for, you know, the nooks for reading. You know, so if you, you know, use a tablet just to read books or audiobooks, you probably get the deepest discounts through those. And then everything else is kind of whatever you were interested in or already looking for. You would probably wait until Amazon Prime Day to get that before you go look for someplace else. And that was about it. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. So moving on to the next thing, uh, we kind of talked about uh, Nika's experience as it relates to her traveling. And the all the different paperwork <laughs> that she had to carry with her to prove that she was actually COVID free. Um, <laughs> so speaking of COVID, it looks like, you know, if you are uh, vaccinated, you can might want to go over to Verizon to see if they're offering some discounts um, for you being uh, vaccinated, specifically uh, AirPods Pro. So, you know, of course, they are the most popular Headphones that Apple's makes out of between Beats, between AirPods Max, Air, you know, the regular AirPods, the AirPods Pro are the most popular ones. Um, they, they were offering a discount as of this past weekend, so uh, they'll probably still be offering some deals. Oh, it says, let me let me read here. The offer is also valid for first responders, nurses, teachers, and military members. Any customers who are eligible will have from June fifteenth to July thirty first. To fill out a questionnaire and receive a promo code, which can be redeemed until August 15th, while accessories last, of course. Uh, Verizon says accessories whose prices end in 97 cent can't. I don't know what that means. So anyway, if you are looking for AirPods Pro, um, you also, if you're interested in Sony, Sony makes uh, WH-1000XM4s, uh, noise-canceling headphones. And Anchor, we I just talked about them. Uh, Anchor has a pair of Liberty 2 headphones. So if you are looking for some discounts on AirPods Pro or any sort of headphones, whether it be for, uh, you know, late Father's Day gift, a late graduation gift, um, and you are vaccinated, you might want to go to uh, Verizon's website and we'll make sure we put a link in the show notes so you can get a discount for being vaccinated because, again, you know, it looks like they want as many people vaccinated as possible right. because everybody is itching 
to get outside. And I said, like we mentioned in the pre-show, uh, there are some people who are so happy to be outside that a lot of people do not know how to act. They do not. <laughs> I know firsthand, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. So uh, the last thing up, um, I don't know if you've seen this, but have you seen? I have. Oh. I have the app. Oh, do you? Okay. All right. So this, the new popular, the app, you know, the it app, the trendy app that everybody's been using is this app called, I think it's called Voila. Voila. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And basically what it does is it, you can use it to change your face into what I can only seem at, uh, what I can only explain as a Disney princess, mm-hmm. maybe Disney princess slash anime character to where it smooths out your face. It gives you the bigger cartoonish eyes. But, you know, some of the pictures that I've seen, you know, it's still, you can still tell it's you. So it's like an emoji, but think of it like a Disney princess emoji. <laughs> they car- they make you a cartoon, basically. Basically. And there's different types of cartoon faces. Mm-hmm. If you want to get like the big eye, like Disney princess card. Okay, okay. If you want to get like a historical, you know, kind of look, okay. there are different types of 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 faces or cartoons you can get made of yourself okay okay so again reason why i wanted to bring this up is because it is popular and uh if you remember maybe like a year ago mm-hmm. when we were it made you older <laughs> yeah yeah the the, the 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 trendy one back then was you it aged you so you made you look older the problem with that app was uh, data security questions as to since this company talking about the age app i forget the name of it um, we couldn't, as United States was having this big back and forth with China, the company that ran this app was from China and we couldn't figure out what they were doing with our data. Were they storing it? Were they keeping it? Were they making a collection? You know, were, were they, were, were they going to use this for artificial intelligence and, 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 you know, all these crazy things. We couldn't get a straight answer. You know, companies reached out. You know, this whole thing, you know, we wouldn't sure. So, of course, with this new app, fast forward to, you know, now everybody's using this voila app to cartoonize themselves. I think the same questions are starting to pop up now. So it's like, all right, we've been through this before. We couldn't get a straight answer. Now we've moved on to this new app. What's going on with our data? And it looks like this one is less. This is more black and white. Then mm-hmm. that other one to where, um, let me read down to, uh, the data collection part. So reading from U- USA Today says, voila's privacy policy is similar to most other face changing apps telling users that they do collect data and photos upload to the app. But it looks like voila, uh, says it deletes after 24 to 48 hours. However, there's no public verification on it. So, you know, according to the app's word, for lack of a better term, they tell you that, yes, we do upload your data. Uh, we do collect it. So you have to, I'm assuming I haven't used it in order for them to cartoon your face. You have to take a picture, and upload it to their website. Um, but according to Voila, it says they delete uh, the pictures 24 to 48 hours after. So, again, they are collecting our data, but they're telling us, you know, according to what they're saying is they are actually 
deleting the data after a certain amount of time. So, of course, again, they had to put that out there because, you know, we've starting to be more concerned about our data. You know, you can tell from Apple they're getting heavy on data security, data privacy. We're just kind of throwing up a, you know, kerfuffle between them and Facebook. So all that to say, Americans, people in general are starting to be more concerned about our data. So an app that is super, super popular, you know, I think those questions are going to start to be uh, commonplace. Yeah. So what I did was because you can, you know, give them access to your photo library or you can take a picture. Mm -hmm. So I did the access to the photo library, but I only gave them access to a certain folder. So I, Mm -hmm. because I knew it was kind of like selfies. Mm -hmm. So I moved a couple of pictures over just to kind of try it out to kind of see what it was. And I only gave them access to, you know, certain pictures and, um, and it, you can tell it goes to like a little processing. It's, you know, because you can, after you, you know, upload it, it gives you the image. You can kind of like toggle between different types of faces. Like there's like a villain right. one, gotcha. a baby one, you know, different types of, of things that they would need to store the image to be able to toggle across the different, um, I guess, distortions of the face. Mm-hmm. Got you. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess, you know, I just wanted to put that out there because we are becoming more concerned about our data. And this is a super popular app that does collect images, which, you know, who knows in five, 10 years and now what sort of technology we'll have out there that'll be able to do face recognition because I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, it's coming, right? We yeah. can't, oh, yeah. I mean, it, they're going to figure out to do something with facial recognition. We're already using so, it. Go ahead. Let, so it's already there mm-hmm. because I am in the global entry program. Mm-hmm. Um, with border patrol. Mm-hmm. So it means you get to kind of like cut the line when you come back in the country. So when I got back in the country, they have like a certain row of, of kiosks for people who are only in the trusted traveler known program, whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. So I went up to it. I put my passport in there and then it scanned my passport. Um, and before I even finished scanning, my passport had taken a picture of my face mm-hmm. and it printed out the receipt and it had all of my information on the receipt. So right. I think they used the passport maybe to verify, but when they took the picture of my face, because that's what they did first, they, they already had my information. Right. Right. So, you know, it's, it's already like, it's like there. Nikki mentioned, yeah. it's already here. So, you know, giving access to, you know, your biometrics, i.e. your face will become even more prominent. So, you yeah. know, that will be, you know, data collecting, worthwhile data collecting information that you may want to be a little bit more aware of who is collecting your face, i.e. an app that makes a cartoon of yourself. What else right. are they doing with that? According to this, they're not doing much, but that's something you need to be aware about because, you know, facial recognition biometrics is going to become even more commonplace. So instead of them trying to scam you out of your social security number, instead of them trying to scam you out of your birth certificate or your mother's maiden name or your security questions, now they'll be trying to get your face. So (laughs) you just need to be careful, be aware of what apps, what services are doing what now with your face. Yeah, with all this augmented reality, I can easily see how they can have an image of your face. And if you're like need to be something to be scanned with that augmented reality, just slide that face on over Mm -hmm. to cover theirs in the augmented reality. 
and do whatever, you know, they need to do with your face. Right, right. So, yep, be be aware. Stuff is out there. Be vigilant. Yep. Have fun, but be vigilant. Yep. So uh, that's it for Second String, where we talk all things tech. Uh, Let's move into For the Culture. Um, This one was a story that was, again, that, you know, it's kind of old now. I think we've kind of moved on, you know, how the Internet works. But I wanted to get your opinions because um, it's almost like a karma type thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Chrissy Teigen, uh, you know, she has been a popular social media, you know, influencer, you know, more outspoken, you know, more so than other athletes, more so than any other entertainers, you know, and she has been in the forefront of you know, calling people to task when it comes to previous social media tweets and things of that nature. Um, if I rem- recall, um, you know, she not led, led is not the right word, but she was outspoken for another um, chef. I think she had a book, uh, 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 a cookbook or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. She had a cookbook or something. And then some other lady, you know, was doing a, I don't know if it was a competing cookbook or something. Um, but she got into a beef with this other chef or something. I don't know if it was hate. I don't know if it was whatever the case may be, but you know, Chrissy Teigen, you know, did a good job of, you know, exposing this person for what they were on social media. And that kind of, I don't want to say the word canceled because I don't think it went that far. Nobody ever gets canceled. Right. Right. But at the same time, you know, she was, she, Chrissy Teigen, knows how to use social media um, to, you know, advance, you know, whether it be something personal or just general, you know, something that needs to be advanced. So, of course, you know, I, I mentioned karma and I don't want to necessarily automatically call it karma, but, you That's know, <laughs> you know, um, she did a couple of weeks ago uh, issue a lengthy apology because some of her previous tweets had resurfaced and I'm not talking about, you know, weird, you know, your hair is ugly. Right. Right. I mean, she was actually putting out death threats for lack of a better term. Right. And I mean, teenagers, right. Exactly. Doing more, doing more than just outing them publicly but then going into their direct mentions yeah. Yeah. and like really, really advocating for lack of a better term for people like Nika mentioned, you know, kill yourself and making fun of people and, you know, uh, piling on to random people. You know, I think she uh, referred to what was that young girl's name? Kovajane Wallace. Yes. She called her a see you next Tuesday. Right. Because this child, she was nine because this child wanted them to pronounce her name correctly because she was up for an Oscar right. and she was getting a lot of press. So she told this, she called a nine-year-old little black girl that, and mm-hmm. with this whole story, as you go further, what I'm a little annoyed about is, you know, they're talking, they're framing it around, you know, what happened with Courtney Stoden, who now identifies as non-binary mm-hmm. and she had a whole pile of drama with her, um, but they are leaving out the fact that Courtney was, you know, 15, 16 when, you know, Chrissy Teigen was doing all this to her. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, she was harassing a nine year old 
black child. Right. Nine. Right. So you get, I, I, I get where you're going to where it seems like that is more of an important story than, you know, not say the, more important. The gender. Right. It's more, it, it's more, I think the, I think you use the right word important mm-hmm. in this culture. Mm-hmm. You know, if you talk about someone's sexuality, right. what their gender is, um, that pretty much from where society is now right. supersedes racism. Race, right. Gotcha. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, yeah. And that seems like that's a little bit more dramatic, you know, talking about a nine year old referring to them as that, you know, like a no, no word, like a for real taboo word mm-hmm. versus, you know, and I'm not saying this nine is important. I'm not saying it's unimportant, but you know, yeah, it seems like that there are more, more worse things that Chrissy Teigen did than mm-hmm. what kind of sparked this whole you resurface of her actually going and apologizing. So she put out this lengthy apology, said, you know, I was a terrible person. You know, I was really trying to be part of the, you know, the in crowd and pop culture and, you know, uh, peer pressure, you know, led me to do all these things because it made me cool and eager to join a pop culture pylon. You know, so I 30s girl. Right. (laughs) Right. So the question that I wanted to ask you specifically is, you know, not, not trying to mention, you know, cancel culture or anything like that, but is there a such thing as a redemption um, when it comes to social media, when it comes to old tweets, if somebody puts out an old tweet about whatever, something offensive, you know, they, they time passes they either become more popular or they're running for political office or they're up for an award Mm -hmm. and these new tweets surface and the person takes ownership. And it appears from what I can tell, you know, she took ownership and said, you know, that was wrong. You know, how dare, you know, I'm ashamed. You know, I was trying to, I regret all of it. You know, I was a terrible person. I've grown, I've changed, yada, yada, yada. Right. Mm -hmm. After they've done that, um, is there a redemption for non-black people? Yes, there's redemption. Okay. Um, okay. I think we've seen it with the the situation that happened with the Teen Vogue editor who got fired right. because of some of her previous tweets about um, Asian people, I believe. Right. And, and those are kind of during the height of the Asian hate. Right. But at the same time, mm-hmm. another high-profile person that worked at Teen Vogue as well, who was Asian had some tweets resurface mm-hmm. of some racist things she said, but mm-hmm. she got to keep her job. Right. So she was, both of these were um, non-white people. Mm-hmm. You have the black person who got immediately, you know, fired and let go and, you know, it was a big uproar. But right. then you have this other non, this other non-white person who is non-black as well, mm-hmm. who had the exact same type of thing happen, Wow! but she got to keep her job and it wasn't as big of a blow up. Mm-hmm. My thing with Chrissy Teigen is this happened when she was a full grown adult. Okay. She is telling a child mm-hmm. to kill herself. Right. Who was already a child who had, she, you know, got married to essentially a man who groomed her. He was 50. She was 16. Mm-hmm. Her parents allowed it. He was abusive to her. Mm-hmm. Um, all of this was out there. The tweets were still up. She still had this. She still had them because she does go by they, them. Mm-hmm. She still had them, um, you know, blocked. 
She never apologized directly to them. She only apologized when she started, when the tweets resurfaced and she started, she lost her target sponsorship. Mm-hmm. Right. She okay. had a couple of other things that, you know, uh, big, uh, big endorsements and sponsorships for her cookware or cookbooks. She only came out with this apology when it started to run her pockets. Right. Gotcha. Had, had those people, those companies kept her. Mm-hmm. I don't think she would have done this, all of this. Right. And even after she did the apology, she came back and was still, you know, kind of honestly doubling down on it and not taking full ownership. And then her husband, John Legend, mm-hmm. I was quite surprised. Um, well, I guess maybe not surprised because that is his wife. But he was like, she apologized, you know, just leave her alone, that type of thing. And I'm like, she has black children. You're telling a black child. Right. You're calling her right. a disgusting name. Right. And you have black children. Right. I'm, you know, people feel the way they feel about it. But unfortunately, in this society, if you are biracial, whether it's white and black, Asian and whatever. black, you know, excuse me, whatever the case may be, society still sees those children as black. You can call them biracial, you know, they can identify as biracial, but unfortunately society sees them as black. And you have these two black children and you thought it was okay to do this to this other black child for laughs. For laughs, right. And now you want to come back and apologize. I, you know, she's not apologizing to me. Right. It's not, you know, directed to me, but I don't accept it because of the fact that she only did this when it started to directly affect her money. Right, right. Um, What what bothers me about Chrissy Teigen is, like I mentioned before, she has been the type of person to... She's been a Twitter troll. Well, not, not just Twitter troll. She's been the type of person to use social media to to whether it be digging up old tweets to to advance her career at somebody else, you know, at somebody else's expense by calling, recalling old tweets, old statements, old things of that nature. So it's it's amazing to me that somebody who is savvy enough to know how social media works and then will try to use it to their advantage would do that knowing that these skeletons exist, right? Me personally, if I had these skeletons, I wouldn't say nothing to nobody on Twitter about anything because I know, okay, these things are going to get dug up. So it's very hypocritical of me to call somebody out on their social media posts or whatever the case may be, knowing I got this stuff in the closet. So it's kind of, you know, uh, hypocritical, but it's also mm-hmm. odd that she would go this hard. I know on um, people just and children. And then, I mean, she's gone hard at other adults, but right. to go this hard at kids right. and leave it up. Right. Knowing that the, she is this social media, one of the most social media savvy um, uh, entertainers out there. Now, this is surprising to her. Right. And she's still, you know, and that's why I was like, I, I don't, I don't buy it right. because she knew what she was doing. She knows how social media works. 
she was just got away with it for so long that she thought that she was untouchable, I think. Right. And that, and that could be some of it too, that, you know, she's untouchable there, you know, um, one people maybe weren't going to look and two, she had this new love that they were going to overlook them, but she has learned that that is not the case. So okay. it'd be interesting to see as social media savvy as she is, you know, how, where does she go from here? You know, I think she, with time she'll come back and be fine. Yeah, I think she'll, you know, you know, shed her tears and all of those things. And, you know, I think she'll eventually be welcomed back because, like I said, nobody ever gets canceled. Yeah. You know, unless you let. yeah, because, you know, um, they were very vocal on social media, which was surprising to a lot of people uh, when that pregnancy loss you know, mm-hmm. they shared that stuff publicly. And again, like I said, no one that got all this stuff in 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 the back. In, in your the back sk- pocket? It, it, it's amazing how open and social she was on social media. It I would goes be, to show the privilege, really. Yeah. Really. That she didn't think that, you know, nothing was going to happen to yeah, her. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I don't want to call it karma because, you know, um, <laughs> well, I mean, I can't call it karma, but, uh, you know, I guess it's just a, a, a warning to people out here on social media and not just, again, I'm not just talking about, you know, you tweeting about your day, mm-hmm. you, you know, sharing pictures of your family and friends, you know, and, you know, you just, you know, taking part in this experiment of social media, people who are actually utilizing social media as a tool to advance a career, to make a name for themselves, to sell products, to, to uh, speak out for things you believe in. Because again, like, I mean, there's one thing to say, you know, old oh, Hawks going to the finals. That's, mm-hmm. that's social media in the sense that it's social and it's media. I'm, mm-hmm. That's to me. And you taking, sharing pictures of your kid's birthday or mm-hmm. you know, taking pictures of father's day, showing you with your dad, that's different than, you know, you being this leader or you being this influencer or you being this person that uses social media to get paid. Mm-hmm. I, I, it, I hope stories like this is a warning to people, you know, you, the whole you is going to come out sooner or later. You cannot mm-hmm. go onto social media and think you're going to create this avatar, this version of you, mm-hmm. and think that is the only version that people are going to see. Because mm-hmm. that is not going to be the case time and time and time and time that again. That facade is going to fall, that mask is going to fall, and the true self right. is... Is inevitably going to come out. And I just can't get over. You have all this money. You have all this privilege. And this is what you choose to do. Right. Yep. 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 So again, like you, like you said, you know, she'll, we'll change the channel. We've already changed the channel. You know, we're on the Mm -hmm. (laughs) other stuff. Something else. Right. Right. Uh, So she'll, she'll, you know, slime back in and slide back in and she'll be okay. Now she may not be the same social media darling as she was Mm -hmm. because, this stuff is never going away. Never. You know, and and for, you know, if it ever resurfaces, she's just going to have to hold that L again. Because she what you take the L every single time. Because what you can't say is, oh, we already talked about that. Oh, I already apologized. Kevin Hart is a prime example of 
every time it comes back up, you're going to hold that L. You can't be like, I ain't apologizing no more. I ain't. They see what happened with Kevin Hart. Yep. He tried to fight it, but mm-hmm. he had to keep taking that every time it came back. Yep. So again, it's just that lesson. You know, I don't understand why people can't do unto others as you would have them do to you. You know, why be so, why be that person and then expect something different from anybody else. It's, it, anyway, that's, yeah. She'll come back and she'll be okay. Like I mentioned, she won't be the same social media darling as she was, but she'll be okay. All right. All right. So that is it for, for the culture. Uh, we'll move into, uh, the hookup. Um, it is summertime for my kids. Uh, they are the, the internet age kids to where, you know, everything is done on the internet nowadays instead of actually doing stuff in the real world. Right. Um, you know, summer camp, you know, previously we would send them to summer camp. Uh, we probably still would be sending them to some type of summer camp, but with COVID happening, COVID is not over. Uh, we have decided, long shot. right. We have decided this summer not to send them to in-person summer camp. Um, we'll probably, uh, revisit the idea of them going back to school in person in, in this, in the fall. But for now, <laughs> we're going to still keep them at home. Um, but we still want them to, to participate in some sort of public activity. So I found this website called OutSchool, O-U-T-S-C-H-O-O-L. And basically, it is online summer camp for, you know, for kids, for any type of thing you want to learn. Now, of course, they're not going to do summer sports, which is most a lot of people go to summer camp and they do summer sports. But it's not going to be that. But they really kind of model it as a summer camp, online summer camp. So anything you want to learn, you know, anything you want your kids to be exposed to, you can probably go to this out out school website and sign your kids up to, you know, summer camp for kids. You know, mm-hmm. some of them last for a day. Some of them last for two or three days consecutively, or some of them go weekly, like one day a week for like three or four weeks. And I've actually went in and signed my kids up this summer for a couple classes. Um, I got them in both of my daughters. I got them into a, um, a camp to learn iMovie. Because mm-hmm. like I mentioned, we are going on a family trip to the beach uh, later, this, l- later this summer. And I proposed a challenge to them. I was like, look, you know, y'all tech savvy. You know, you got your iPads, you got your iPhones. What I want you to do is I want you to take video footage of our summer uh, trip to the beach. Get all this video footage. And I've signed you up for this course. And you're going to learn iMovie. So once you're done getting your video footage, once you're done taking this summer camp in iMovie. I want to see who comes up with the best summer break vacation. What I did this summer. Right, right, type thing. right. Who's going to come up with the better one. So that is one course I signed up in out school. My oldest daughter, I signed her up for a stock market course to where they're going to play a stock market game. They get uh, $100,000 in fake money and they have to go research stocks, invest in stocks. And this course uh, teaches them, you know, how to how to look for stocks, you know, when to buy, when to sell, you know, the different type of stocks, different type of sectors, things of that nature. And then for my youngest daughter, um, she's into art. So I signed her for a um, iPad art class or uh, there's a specific app that, you know, it's pretty popular amongst, you know, procreate. Keep, yeah, yes, procreate. That's the name of it. So I, t- I signed her for a procreate 
um, uh, course, one day course to learn her how to, you know, how to use the app and, you know, actually how to make some art. So all that to say, you know, not only am I just saying, oh, this is a cool thing I found. I'm actually signing my kids You're up. Using it. Yep, exactly. So again, we'll leave a link in the show notes. But if you go to outschool.com, O-U-T-S-C-H-O-O-L.com, you know, definitely if you have tweenagers who are internet savvy, I hope, I'm pretty sure they have been because they've been on their computers all year long. So they all know, year. they know how to do Zoom. They know how to do office. They know how to do G suite now. So, you know, this is like ideal for those kids. If you want to sign them up for something for the summertime and you are weary, like I am about sending your kids out to summer camp. So definitely check that out. Um, the second thing I wanted to do uh, as far as the hookup is this is something I didn't know. I don't know when this came up, but I was uh, writing. I have an Apple pencil. So I was uh, writing something on my iPad and mm-hmm. like handwritten notes. And I put a website, you know, in the in the handwritten note, I put the website, you know, whatever it was dot com. Mm-hmm. And I noticed that in the notes app, the Apple notes app. I don't know if it was Apple Pencil specific or just generally writing using any stylus. Anytime you write out a website with a URL link, Apple Notes app will automatically turn that into a hyperlink that you nice. can <laughs> yeah, that you can actually tap and then it'll actually take you to the actual website. So I thought that was pretty cool, you know, um nothing special, but I just thought that was cool. I thought I'd let people know. Of course, you have to be in the Apple Notes app. I know there are some third party um, uh, note taking apps out there. I'm not sure how they work, but I do know, uh, for this particular thing that I found, you have to be using the Apple notes app, but I don't think it's Apple pencil specific. So as long as you have any sort of stylus and you're actually writing a note in the Apple notes app, you put a, a website, it'll actually hyperlink to that website. So I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, that's cool. Yep. So other than that, um, I think that's it. For this week's show, uh, we we ended kind of early. Like I mentioned, our our Atlanta Hawks are in the Eastern Conference Finals, Finals. And, our, and our first game is tonight. So for those listening to us live via our uh, Patreons, we definitely want to let you know that's what we're ending the show early for <laughs> to make sure we can catch the game. Catch uh, the game. For those who are not part of Patreon. Uh, you're probably getting this information uh, a couple of days fact. late. So <laughs> you'll probably, if you go to our social media handles, we'll probably give you the scoop on whether or not the Hawks won their first Eastern Conference Finals game against the Milwaukee Bucks. So uh, that does a good segue into uh, supporting us. If you do want to support us, one way you can do do that is by downloading, rate, and review us. Uh, we're on Apple Podcasts, we're on Google Podcasts, and we're on Spotify. Like I said, engage with us on social media. We're on Twisted Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at SnobOSCast. Uh, specifically with the Hawks information, you might want to follow me at Brother Tech and follow uh, Nika at Tech Savvy Diva to get the latest Hawks news. <laughs> um, you can also watch us on YouTube or at Snob OS Cast. Of course, be sure to do all the YouTube stuff, like, subscribe, get notified. Uh, you can reach us on the website. You can go to snoboscast.com or you can reach out to us via email. We're at snoboscast at gmail.com. Finally, uh, support our Patreon for those who are watching us live. 
being a part of the Patreon gives you access to the live show, gives you access to the pre-show exclusive content that you won't find on the regular podcast, and you get access to our chat community for as little as $5 a month. Uh, definitely, if you just want to give us a love offering, you can uh, give us a donation via PayPal. So if you go to paypal.me forward slash snobos, and you can give us a one-time love offering to support the show that way. That way. So other than that, I'm going to get some leftover taco salad and uh, get ready for this Hawks game. So until then, we will see you next week. Peace.